Hello, and welcome to another one. Episode 3. So, this week, brand new week, brand new episode. Okay, if you don't stop, it's game over for you. <laughs> You're so stupid, but I'll tell you what's going to happen. Mute. All right. Now, back to what I was saying. So, this week, I don't know what is going on and why I'm getting called. So, if y'all can hold on one second, then we'll see what's really going on. Kalia. She just needs to hold on one giddy up. So, this week, what we're doing is um, talking about a subject that's really getting me. Let me tell you the subject. The subject is, nobody this week has given me their topics. So, like I said in the description of this week's episode, I'm about to go ham. So, let's talk about that. Let's talk about why nobody wants to give me topics. How in the world are we supposed to survive in this talk show venue, if you will, if nobody's giving me topics. It's like a dusty conversation. Uh, starting off this dusty conversation, right? Um, well, since you're the show producer, maybe you should give us topics. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we tried that, right? We tried that. And some people think my topics aren't worth anything. So, what? what? Who said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about schools. Nobody wants to talk about education. You know, just things like that. Well, actually, actually, okay, thank you, Trey Bees, for the um, sound effects. <laughs> you are just really over the top today. But actually, you and I, Rich, had a conversation about education the other day. Mm -hmm. that I thought was very interesting and it would be um, something that we could kind of talk about and get feedback from the team but you we were talking about the difference between the educational system here and the educational system abroad and mm -hmm. what some of the things are that is taught and the differences and mm -hmm. so something that you mentioned was that and I mean I'll let you kind of expound upon it but you said that there was a major difference between um, the, the educational system here and let's say the educational system in maybe Japan or right. China or Hong Kong so why don't you share with the the listeners the viewers um, what that difference was or that main difference that was identified in our conversation well that's a little challenging right now Cause you don't remember? Cause I don't I'm totally need you remember. To Inko Biloba. Like, yeah, I, I might need to do that. You and know? even with me talking, it doesn't jog your memory like a little bit. Uh, no. Well, we, we were we were talking about how some kids, when they're in school, they are educated to be entrepreneurs, and they are taught. Oh. Okay. about having their own and building their own. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. And there are some that are taught 
to just work for someone else. Uh-huh. And so okay. it's ingrained in them to be one way versus another. Okay. So oh, now that helped you. Yes, that helped me a lot. You know, you just don't understand. <laughs> so so now what basically the conversation was about was that in America we are taught all of the information in reference when you look at history, we're taught we're taught that in other countries they have a socialized government or a monarchy or you know all of these things that basically um, are what's supposed to be quote unquote bad things. That's what we're, we're we're taught. We're taught that in school. You know our classes tend to harp on the fact that everybody is doing all this, you know, everybody else's government is bad, everybody else's government um, has, uh, you know, certain ways of doing things, and it's just not right, okay? But overseas, in any other country other than the United States, they're taught about the United States government, which is basically talking about capitalism, um, owning your own business, um, you know, all of those type of things. And this is what makes the monumental difference in the education system is that if you remember back in the day, your mother always told you, you know, no, don't touch this. No, don't do that. No, you know, that's not the right thing. That's not the thing that you should be doing or that's not what you should be looking at, you know. But what happens? If you're told something all the repeatedly, no, not to do this, no, not to do that, no, not to do this, then what happens is your mind constantly has that thing, whatever that thing may be, um, in your mind. You know, it's ingraining that thing in your mind. But the education system and even our parents back in the day, you know, didn't teach us, hey, this is what you do. This is how you should be. This is what this is all about. Because if you, if you think about it that way, then what happens is, you know, what's in your mind is the thing that you should be doing. And that is not only a problem in the education system, but that seems to be a problem in the parental systems. Right. It's kind of like you're, you're taught throughout your life to make good grades so that you can go to college so that you can get a good job. Right. Versus yeah. versus even even if you do go to college, because I'm not against going to college. I really think that, you know, there's certain um, things that we learn at that level that are needed. But you're not taught to educate yourself so that you can build your own. You're taught to educate yourself so that you can build somebody else's. Right, right. But see, overseas, like a lot of people don't understand why, you know, people, and they, and they say this all the time, I hear this all the time, you know, people from other countries come over here and they start businesses and they end up mm -hmm. making a whole lot of money, mm -hmm. you know, but the people who actually live here in the United States actually live here, then they get out of school or they get a college degree and you hear that they can't find a job, mm -hmm. right? There's no jobs out there. No job in my field or whatever. Right, right. Well, yeah. well, well, the problem is that you should be starting your own job. Mm -hmm. 
You should be creating your own income. You should be making or, or even getting a piece of this quote-unquote American pie. So what I would American be interested drink. to know is, um, like, for instance, we can use Kalia, for example. Um, Kalia has completed her education from the perspective of elementary, middle school, and high school. Right. It will be interesting to know her feedback to see if she feels that same way. Does she feel like her, the knowledge that she gained through um, her years have empowered her to be an entrepreneur or have empowered her to become, you know, educated so that she can work for someone else? And then even add to it, you know, what have we taught her or, or instilled in her? And then maybe that same perspective from Kaya, you know, being that she's, she's you know, in high school now, what is her, her thoughts or her outlook on it now? And then Trey, from his perspective, you know, being that he's a little younger, you know, does he feel like he's getting what he needs to be an entrepreneur? And if he is getting it, where is he getting it from? Is he getting it from his school or is he getting it from his home or maybe his his involvement in the community. So it would just be interesting to hear their feedback. What are their thoughts? Do they agree or do they disagree? Kalia? Um, well, um, so I, I really, uh, let me see. Education from elementary to sophomore year of high school would be very, I, I guess, just basic to me in a sense. It's like nothing really kind of stood out for me to make me be like, I need to work for somebody or I need to work for myself. But junior and senior year, I went to a totally different school and so that opened my mind a little more to wanting to work for myself and also working for someone that works for themselves so they have a, a bit more flexibility really makes me not want to work for someone else and I don't like I, personally I don't like being told what to do so yeah you have that problem <laughs> okay so I don't really want to work for someone that I I don't know and they're just coming in as the big old bad wolf trying to huff and puff and blow my own house down like <laughs> telling me what to do I, I don't really like that and I feel like if I were to get a job which would probably be in some sort of people to people area where I'd be like a I don't know, someone dealing with people, I would feel like I would have an attitude because I'm being told what to do all the time. So I, with my education, I gained more knowledge in my junior and senior year of wanting to work for myself. And where did you gain that knowledge from of working for yourself? Was that something that you picked up in the school? Was that something that you learned from, you know, learned from your high school um, that you should be doing, or is that something that you learn from your family that you should be doing? Both. So they did teach you that in high school then? Yeah, my junior and senior year. 
Right, and go, but but that's. Uh, did you take a class on that, or was that something that was stressed throughout, like all your classes when they were talking about education and your life after school? It was kind of both. Like I had a class, basically called entrepreneurship junior year. Had a class senior year that I had to have my own, I guess, business. Or um, you had your own, um, I forget the name for it, but you had your own thing that you were trying to solve a problem. So you recognize a problem out there that you see in your own little world, and you're trying to uh, create something to solve that issue. Right. Now, I'm, I mean, based on what I know, uh, about your situation, um, it's it's a little bit different because as we talked about in episode uh, one, in reference to project-based uh, charter school that you attended for high school, I think I think that did make a difference in our education, in, in your education and thought process, um, and then also being a part of a small business, you know, entrepreneur. Um, thought process, you know, parents that, you know, you could pick up those things and learn them and grow in that thought process. But but do you think, based on what your knowledge, do you think that's the norm? Do I think what's the norm? Having your own business? That people that that people teach their children to do that same thing. No. Well, Okay, so so based on your friends, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Do you think they think the same as you, or do you think that you're different? That that you're different in that thought process? Well, I mean, I have some friends that don't, haven't necessarily attended a charter school and had the um, same education that I had, but they, I do have friends that want to pursue their own businesses but I also have friends that did go to the same school that I go to who want to just work for other people so does that mean that you think it's a personal issue I think it's yourself some people honestly don't have motivation so I mean it's too much work for them to even try to do pursue their own business that's a very good point uh-huh I really think that, that there are a lot of people who are not motivated to that capacity because I think that for what it's worth to be an entrepreneur, you have to have a certain um, level of hustle to you, and everybody doesn't have that. My um, math teacher, he said we, we had this um, unit, and it was called grit, and it was how much grit you had, which was basically motivation to do things. So do you have enough grit to learn how to learn to learn how to do this new math unit? Do you have enough grit to graduate high school or graduate college? What is your grit level of wanting to do stuff and pursue stuff? Now is that an anagram? I don't really remember. I just know it was called grit. Okay. Well, I think I, I think we need to get, get see if that's an anagram if that stands for something. Um, but let's let's move on to uh, Kaya. What do you, or K Swizzle, 
however you want to call your name today. Do you do you think you know how <laughs> how do you think um, uh, your schooling is make is is making you think in reference to the entrepreneurship or um, working for someone else, you know, or or not working at all? Like what what you know? Because I mean, to me, I feel like some people, you know, teach you laziness. Where, where you just, you know, you're supposed to just get. Well, I don't know about the laziness part of it, but I do know that at this school that I'm attending now, it, like, it's teaching me that I have lots of options. So I could work for somebody else if I wanted to, and I could start my own business if I wanted to. I could do something overseas or do, like, they're just letting me know that anything is possible, and um, I would I would say that because at this school I I'm required to take a business class. I don't know if it's a requirement anymore, but through all four years of high school, you would have to take a business class, and it would teach you about business, how things how things in the world work, because at school. Usually you don't find it that you're going to learn how to learn what taxes is, learn how to buy a house, or they just don't teach you those things in school usually. And they did at this school that I'm attending now. And I just feel like that's something good to know. And it just helps you with your options. It helps you know what's going on because... I feel like a lot of other kids that don't learn these things are unaware of mm -hmm. what's happening. Mm -hmm. So that makes any sense. It it does. It makes a lot of sense. But you're telling me that this is stuff that you learned in your school, charter school, in the ninth grade. Yes. And I learned some of these things at home because my parents tell me a lot of things and they let me know how things work because I'm pretty positive that they don't want me to just not know how to how to live when they just send me off. I don't want to not know how to pay my bills or not even know what a bill is, a certain type of bill is, and I didn't even know that I'll be like paying for that. You just think it comes with the with the place. Like that's not how it works. Like, I'm going out to buy a house, and then you get a bill for the water, and you're like, I just thought the water came with the house. No, there's just certain things you have to know, and they let me know these things, and so does my school. I feel like everywhere I go, people are just trying to help me. Everything's on my side. <laughs> well, that's great. You got God on your side. That's all that matters. Yes. But um, I would love to hear what Trey has to say. Um, but before we do that, one thing that's interesting is that this school year, K-Swizzle had to um, compare colleges and the cost of colleges and yes. talk about um, scholarships and different things like yes. that. And I thought that that was very, very good because a lot of kids do not take that initiative. They don't have that knowledge. They don't know what's best for them. They select colleges that are either far, 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 you know, from reality, or either they select select one that, you know, doesn't challenge them or wouldn't 
be of a challenge and then they lack the knowledge and understanding of the cost they lack they lack understanding of um, even loans and and scholarships how to apply for them so this project that she did that required her to obtain this information I believe is going to be helpful when it's her turn to begin this process because the process doesn't start your senior year but it starts actually your freshman year because you have to ensure that what you're doing is going to lead you to a good outcome when you begin to apply and I, I think that was a very good point that you made there because um, like that project it wasn't not only was it good but it was very enlightening because I knew a lot of things about college and how to try and um, apply and which ones I wanted to apply for and which ones I thought would be best for me but looking further into it it's it's more than that because I mean first of all just paying for college that's that's just huge and then they they don't want you to have to use loans because now college the tuition is so much money and who is trying to pay all that? Who even has that much money just lying around to send their children to college? Um, so I think that but, oh, they, sh they showed me, like, you can use scholarships. Um, that's why she was saying it starts your freshman year because you have to, throughout your whole high school career, you have to be preparing for college. If you're trying to go to college, then you need to... Um, you need to be prepared. I don't know another word for it. You have to know what you want to go for so that I don't, that's it. You just, you just got to be prepared. I don't know another word for it. So that's, that's what they tried to do here. And they taught me how uh, retirement works which I know a lot of people they don't nobody we don't just see people saying they're about to go um, start setting up their what is it called a 401k a 504b or something and a IRA all those they don't people don't even know about those they you have adults who struggle with that when it comes time for like benefits at their job and they're setting up um, how much they want to come out their check for their 401k or whatever. They don't even understand that. So that is something that I think is um, a good thing that your school is able to prepare you all in advance so that you do walk out and you're prepared. Right. Now, I wish that some of the realities and the nuances that we deal with in our world today, um, they prepared you all for that. Like, uh, <laughs> what do you do when you're confronted by the police I think that that's a, something that's very important because how do you handle that we see on the news every day instances where people are mistreated by the police or they mistreat the police so I think that that would be an interesting dialogue to have in the classroom so that we're teaching our kids especially our african-american kids how to be prepared for an interaction with a police officer. Um, another thing that I think is important is 
understanding and knowing what your rights are as a citizen. You know, you're entitled to certain things because you are a citizen of this great country. Now, I and remember, then, and not to cut you off, but I remember back in the day um, when I was in school, we actually had a class called PEL. Um, I don't know whether they still have that class, but it was political, economic, and legal systems. And in that class, that's basically what we were taught, the justice system. We were taught, you know, the laws that govern you and all that kind of thing. Um, and the funny part is people that are my age, you know, and I'm not going to say what my age is, but it's old enough to have a, you know, a um, daughter graduated from high school. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I think that, you know, if you were able to take that class, then you did have a little bit better understanding of that system that you will ultimately have to contend with at some time in your life. Well, you know what? I, I agree with you, um, but I would also say this. Even though the class that you're talking about was taught, was taught by an awesome teacher, Miss Gilchrist, we didn't know each other then, but we, you know, we did go to the same school, and we did take that class because it was a requirement. How she taught that class, it wasn't just let me tell you from this book, but she also incorporated life and the reality of life in that class, which right. is so important. Right. So, so, so important. Um, so I appreciate Ms. Gilchrist for that because... Shout out know, to Ms. Gilchrist. Yeah. I, I, um, I think that every child should have that class and have a Ms. Gilchrist teach it. Yeah, yeah. But, I'll tell you what. Let me, let, let me break in on that note and say, you know, Ms. Gilchrist, if you ever see this or if you ever hear this, you know, Hey, you were the meanest teacher ever, but yet I think you were the most loved teacher out of everybody at that school. That's just my thought, and I'll say that to the end. In that school, I Well, there were some was other ones, like, you know, Miss Claggett, she was a really good teacher, and, you know, being that I'm a lover of English, she, she taught that class, and it helped to increase not only my knowledge, but my love of English. Yeah. So, <laughs> but being that English is not your <laughs> mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> but Trey, Trey, what are your thoughts? What do you think about entrepreneurship and even what you're learning in school? Do you feel that it's shaping you to be a solid individual? Trey's good. You're breaking out. up. Okay, what do you what are your thoughts about entrepreneurship and do you feel that your education is contributing to you being a solid individual? Solid well-rounded individual. Um well personally, I first learned about entrepreneurship from the household because um my father, Rich Rich BZ <laughs> is um is an entrepreneur, and see, that's why I first kind of learned about it. And then, um, in sixth grade, we talked we talked about it for one of the things for one of our projects. And he talked, and then there's a person that came in and kind of talked about basically his business was a business that funded entrepreneurs, so that they would have the money and stuff that they needed. 
for to continue the business, and it was kind of like what they did on Shark Tank, and they would okay. just give you the money, and then they would just that was they would grade. take out. No, that was sixth grade. I said that was sixth grade. Oh, but remember in fifth grade when you had that project, then you had to come up with the business, and then you presented it. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I'm sorry to have interrupted you. Go ahead, boo. Yeah, but that was in, that was in fifth grade, so I learned about it in fifth grade too. But um, yeah. So basically, he just funded funded certain businesses. He would give you a certain amount of money. I think it was like fifty thousand, fifty thousand dollars. And then he would. I think that he would take out a certain part. Like he would want five percent of your company or something. And um. And yeah, that was basically what. Like yeah, they 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 they're basically giving you decisions on yeah you can work for these other people or you can make your own business. So yeah, so I think it's pretty equal over here. Well, well, one thing that I want to say real quick before we um, uh, get a message Thanks from our, before we get a message from our sponsor, mm-hmm. um, I, I want to say that you know if you're a parent and you're listening to this broadcast, um, no matter when you're listening to it, take an active role in your child's education. Meaning, you know, my thought process is make sure that you understand whether the school has the same values as you have for your child. Because what it looks like and what it seems like to me in this conversation is that the schools that my that we have chosen for our children to uh, attend are schools that align with the same values that we have. They're learning the same things that we're willing to teach at, at home. And if you are not happy with what your child is learning, then find another option. Because in these times, there are a lot of options for um, you and your student right. in their educational process. Yeah. yeah. So as we, as we pay the bills, boy, we would like to let you know that this broadcast is brought to you by Dynamic Works. The quality you deserve, period. If you come to DynamicWorks.com, you'll be able to get consultation services that have just been added to the website. You can go on there. You can get training for your team. If you have a production company, you can get uh, graphics and logos created. You can also get quotes on exactly what your company will need to be successful and marketed in the correct manner. So make sure you check them out. That's DynamicWorks.com, D-Y-N-A-M-I-K-W-O-R-K-S.com. The quality you deserve, period. As it sits right here. So as we wake up the world to our show and let them know the things that we have going on, we want to talk about now the things that are going on in this world. There's a lot of things going on from social media to technology to um, just uh, the news. So let's go ahead and roll it down. First of all, I do want to say this because this is something that's been on my mind for the last, I don't know, at least at least 
60 days. Okay, I'll say it that way. Why in wow. the world? Why in the world? Somebody please tell me. Why in the world? In this world of ours, or the United States, because I'll, I'll go ahead and drink it down and limit it to the United States. Okay? Why in the United States does you, you can go get anything in this world and almost get it be approved or whatever in a week or less? Okay? In a week or less, you can get almost anything in this world from any place in this world. Okay? But for me to go and get a passport, it takes 60 to 90 days. Boy, 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 boy. I am dumbfounded as oh. to why in the world it would take 60 to 90 days just to get a passport. Like, it's almost like a driver's license. You know what I mean? I mean, okay, okay. For a passport, they're definitely going to probably do some background checks, try to make sure that you're not, you know, uh, uh, some kind of a criminal, right? But the, the fact still remains, does it really take 60 to 90 days for that? Does anybody, can anybody tell me? Well, I, I guess that... Um I guess that people would need to know, like, your background and stuff, and they would need to check that you don't have any, like, things that you're trying to get away from, and that's why you're trying to leave. Correct. So I, but we can get a criminal background check right now. You can go down to the courthouse and get a criminal background check on almost anybody and get it almost immediately. So why in the world? Well, the, the courthouse ain't open right now, so we can go and get it right now. Well, of course not. It's 7 o'clock on a Friday, but I'm just saying. Still. I mean, 60, 90 days. That's just outrageous. So maybe if I wanted to move across the country and I had a job opportunity to move, excuse me, not across the country, to another country, and I had a job opportunity to take, no matter what, I got to wait 60, 90 days to be able to take this job opportunity? Well, um, if you, maybe, I don't know if this will work because I don't know if they think that this is actually real, but maybe if you... When you go get to when you go to the place that you need to go to get your passport, if you get um maybe if you take like your background check, like if you get it on a piece of paper or something, and maybe if you attach that with everything else, that would probably speed up the process because then they wouldn't have to do it themselves. You know what? And that's from a twelve-year-old. Like, I mean, that could help. That could help the process. So great job, great job, Trey. That that's a great idea, but that's not what they do. <laughs> they, I mean, they're still gonna do whatever they do, which I don't know what that is. But you know, maybe sometimes if you listen to this later, hit us up. You know, you can you can hit me up on Facebook, Rich Bees, or Twitter, you know, Instagram, all Rich Bees, you know, at Rich Bees, and, and give me some information about that. But okay, so we'll move on. Kadish, you got something for us? Barely. Do I have anything? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's nothing in the news that's really getting you. I mean, there's a lot of things in the news that get me, but you know, I just you gotta take it one day at a time. Cause if you just if you just keep scrolling through your social media and listening to the news, you'll just live a life that's depressed, aggravated, just be angry. Cause it's too much going on. It just really is. And and the the things that we see in the news, it causes us to have conversations 
that we probably wouldn't have to have otherwise. And that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. But do you think some of the stuff that you see on your social media timeline when it comes to news and events that's going on that may not be something that's good, do you think it's exaggerated or do you think that is something that you need to know and be abreast on? I mean, is it is, is it doing a good job of translating the world events to you? You know, or do you feel like you just barrage with all this bad things and it gives you a bad mental outlook and then you just start wallowing in your sorrow and pity? Um, well, from a personal perspective, I'm not going to wallow in sorrow and pity, <laughs> um, but that's just me. I, I know that everybody may not have that balance, um, but there is a barrage of information that is negative that we can now get through so many avenues. Before you were just exposed through your TV, so you just tuned in to the 6 o'clock news or you tuned in to the 12 o'clock news and then you heard it then and that was it. Or even in the mornings you read your newspaper. That was how it used to be. But now, thanks to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and television, 24 hours a day, we're inundated with this negativity. And it can be overwhelming. The truth of the matter is, yes, it is reality. However, this reality can be overwhelming if you don't have balance. Now, there are certain stories in the media about police brutality. There's stories about, um, you know, racism, gender issues. And I don't mean like people deciding that they want to change who they are. I mean, women and um, not being treated fairly or equally as their male counterparts in the workplace. That's what I mean when I say that. Um, and, and, and it's in the news. And these are real issues. Yes, it is. But I think that sometimes people use those real issues as a means to... Um, Pass their agenda. Exactly. And like I know that one of the cases that's, that's out now, or one of the news um, stories that's out now, is about the young lady, and we talked about this last week, who was pulled over by the police officer. And um, there was, you know, an exchange, and she was arrested mm -hmm. and um, taken to jail. And while in jail, she was found dead. Now, this is a real issue. It's a real concern. Really? There were some, some things that were done that should not have been done. That right. is reality. reality. And one thing that we as a people have to keep in mind is that right is right and wrong is wrong. Mm -hmm. If I go to a business and I behave a certain way because I'm expecting, you know how they have the saying that the customer is always right? Well, I mean, I get that you might feel like the customer is always right, but that's not the truth. That's not the reality. I could be wrong as a customer. So I, I think that there's certain levels of entitlement that people have. Okay. And but, but let's go back. Let's, let's go back to what you said about the news and the young lady who was found, you know, dead in the cell. I'm mm -hmm. not, not going to go back to that too much because we did kind of talk about, we touched on that really good last week. Yeah. But I will say this, that lately it's been shown in social media that there's a lot of um, African-American um, 
women being targeted, if you will, um, or being killed just in routine traffic stops, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, I, you know, my thought process makes me say that now the war, this racial war that's been going on for, you know, some decades, you know, has now switched over. It seems like it has been now shown that, you know, if we've already incarcerated a lot of African-American males, okay? What's the next thing to do? Right. So, the, right, if, if you go to the next thing, what's the next thing? The next thing is to make sure that African males are never even born. That's mm. what I was literally about to say. Cause, because, because you have the males, which are the head of the house, which they, they get, you know, they have females, and the females are bringing the children into the world. So right, they're so trying to stop it all together. Right, so if you stop, if, if you get the African-American women, then the chances of an African-American male being born lessens. Right? So so I think that the they, they figured out the a chances, new way. The chances of anybody be of, of any African-American being born lessens because all the men are incarcerated. What you what you gonna do? Like Well that's not necessarily true because because what, what it <laughs> because what what it what it also looks like is, you know, you have an influx in the ratio of women to men. Okay? So there's more females that are walking around the streets than it is African American males. Okay? So that gives an African American male more chances to have more women. Okay, so for one dude, they may be able to, and I'm not saying this is statistically sound, but when I went to college, the statistics was one man, one African American male to four women, you know, four or four ladies. So if it's a one to four ratio, yeah, how y'all come up with that? That might have been y'all old person. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that was just on that campus, but I'm sh pretty sure we can look up the the stats of women to men, and you'll find that there are more. If you just stay African American, right? There are more African American women walking the street than African American yeah. men. Yeah, that's so, true. I so agree. let's just for for you know for giggles, let's just say that we can have one to four ratio, okay? So that means one African American male will have four African American females or access to four females, and if they get all four females pregnant with at least one child. Which, which when you look at the news, you look at Judge Mathis, you look at, you know, a lot of those other talk shows, then what you'll find is that they have multiple uh, 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 baby mamas. Okay? So if you have multiple baby mamas, that means there's at, least, there. at least four, <laughs> four African-American males going to be born to these baby mamas. Now, of course, there's probably some females too, but it's just the fact that that's to one. That's to one male. One male is producing himself over four times, right? So if we get rid of some of these African-American females, the chances of you having that high of a ratio goes down. So, so I mean, I don't, I don't think that's that's worth clapping for. Yeah, I don't think so. No, it was it was the truth. No. What you were spinning, it just came out like as such a good wholesome thing that is worth it. 
Okay. Oh, it was worth a clap. It was okay. worth a clap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. But but I mean, I think that is very, you know, um, that, that's just not a good thing. It's not because if you, because because you've already messed up the African American household by not having male head figures, right? And now you're going to stop even the ability of the reproduction of the black race by stopping uh, the African-American women from living. So if you're being targeted and then they end up getting beat, and you never know. They might not get killed, but they might not be able to have children again. They might become barren, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if that's the case, then, then now, you know, you have made a whole race guilt. That's almost as if the same thing back in the day when they were sterilizing black people. Mm. You know, so I think that it's a war out there. No man is safe from. You can run, but you can't hide forever. Yeah, but so, you know what? The the good thing about that, even even knowing these things, the good thing about it is we're aware, which is great. Um, and right. and our job with this platform is to empower others to be aware. Yeah. Because yeah, but to know, but to know that you have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. With that sound mind, you take the knowledge that you have and you make wise choices. And I think that that's important. Again, this goes back to what I said last week: knowing your value. When you know your value, you don't make reckless choices and reckless decisions, and you don't put yourself in in positions that would cause you to, um, you know, miss your mark. Okay. And okay. I'm not, and I'm just, I'm just speaking in general. I'm speaking right. in general because it's important. And one thing that I can say about the young lady in um in the the case that's so unfortunate in Texas is that she was doing her part to empower others so that they could know how to be better. Kings and queens, identifying yourself, knowing who you are, because so often we belittle who we are and we think that we're just just nobodies. But she addressed the kings and queens of her audience and she encouraged them to know that there's hope for them. So many people feel hopeless in this world. And as we watch the news, you know, you can kind of understand why you might feel hopeless. However. With that, you have to know that there is hope, and there is a hope greater than ourselves. Right, and, and and I feel you on that. Right, I feel you on that. But when you I feel look like this at, is turned into the Rich and Khadijah show. <laughs> That's kind but of. Like, no. oh. <laughs> but but you know what it what it seems to me is that you know if there is decisions to be made, we are taking cues from the media that we watch. Okay, when I say the media that we watch, I'm not just talking about news outlets. I'm talking about the TV shows that are produced. I'm talking about, you know, even the, the YouTube videos that's created, just media in general, right? Social media posts and videos that are created. The, the whole thing is that when you look at, you know, someone that is not African American, and they post a video or they talk about, you know, 
um, you know, on TV, right? Just a regular TV show, sitcom, or or whatever. You know that they had a running with the police, you know, and they went off on them, you know, and they just, you know, let them go, or they, you know, uh, you know, lowered their top a little bit, and the police officer's mind changed. You know what I'm saying, or something like that. When when the fact of the matter is that the chances of you doing something wrong in the law enforcement's eyes for a African-American individual is a lot higher, even though you may be doing the exact same thing that someone of another race did and didn't get any kind of... Well, you know, Obama said that the other day in a talk that he had. He, he said that very same thing. Um, and he said that research is being done that corroborates... Um, that information. So yeah, you're right. But again, I really think that we're given an adult perspective, but we have kids that are growing up in this world. How do they feel about seeing this on the news or seeing this in their timelines because they're on social media? How does this make them feel about going out in the world? How does this make them feel about interacting with the police? You know, well, what are their thoughts? Well, we just, we just now have a you know, a, 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 a licensed driver, female, that has just now been able to get on the road with a license. And the thing about it is that that now she will have to deal with law enforcement targeting black individuals, right? And, and um, I think that the biggest thing that we have to do now is teach our youth, young black women or young, you know, um, black boys, right, how to keep their waterproof gate shut, meaning their mouth. Their mouth needs to get to be shut. There's times where you... Wait, what are you talking about? Wait, I'm, I'm lost because you lost me at the water gate. Yeah, the, the water tight gate, meaning your mouth. If you close your mouth, it's watertight. No water will get in. But what, what does that have to do mm. with with being a black female? I'm confused. So you missed the whole conversation. If we get pulled, right, If a, because right now we just said that, that they're being targeted. Right. But, okay. So if you know how to just keep your mouth closed, take the ticket that they're giving you, and fight your battle legally, even if you feel like your rights are violated or the way that they treated you is wrong, that, that just doesn't – that it, a lot of that stuff won't happen if you just follow what they say for right then. But, I mean, if you, if you think about it, um, they have an, an agenda from the jump. So I, I honestly think it was in that cop's mind with this whole situation that he already knew what he wanted to do when he – pulled her over. I mean So no I, matter if you're following the directions or not, you are this person already has an agenda in their mind and whether it happens in the car or in the jail cell or wherever, it's gonna happen because that's what they want to happen. So no matter if I keep my mouth shut or follow the, the directions, he still has an agenda that he wants to pursue or what he was told from wherever that this plan needs to be executed amongst these these this criteria. Uh huh. I, I feel you, and 
I'm not very trying true, to, very true. To, to, you know, um, stifle your point, but I will say this, that one person cannot argue with themselves. So, so in that situation of the young lady in Texas, right, if you look at the video, right, the problem really got escalated whenever he asked her to put out that cigarette. Even though she knew that she could be in her car smoking a cigarette, even though it was nothing that held her f from doing that legally, right? Well, okay, wait a minute. At that moment, then, at that then moment, no, 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 wait a minute. Wait oh, a minute. No, 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 no. Let me finish because I, at that moment, say, okay, you can say what you're gonna say, but let me just say what I'm gonna say because <laughs> because at that moment, if she would have just threw the cigarette out, took the ticket. She would be alive right now. Okay, I don't, I don't like that, and I don't like that statement that you're making. And I knew that's where you were going, and I didn't want you to go there. But that's like saying, and even though I know you don't smoke cigarettes, that's like saying that you're in your your home and you're smoking a cigarette. The police come to your home and they tell you to put out your cigarette. You're not gonna do it, and I know you. You're that's gonna get pissed, true. and you're gonna respond. Now I know you. That not I do not think too. that it's a because fair statement. Now, no, no, I don't think that it's a fair statement for you to say that had she not responded that way, that she um, would would not that things would have went differently. I don't think that it's a fair statement because she is not the person who took an oath. She did not swear to uphold the law. She did not say that she would protect and serve. So it was not her responsibility to defuse that situation. It was that police officers. Now he did not have to be so arrogant and say, okay, well you need to put out your cigarette because I'm upset that you're upset that I pulled you over. I think that that went a whole wrong direction because of his ego. It now, did. I don't care what yeah, somebody agree. says or what somebody does not say. When you're in certain positions, then you have to know how to handle that situation so that it has a positive outcome. And that is not what happened. So I whether agree. she put that but cigarette out or not, that did not, the ends did not, the means did not justify the end. At you're, all, by any means. You're right, and I am not arguing that point that you just made. However, in that situation, right, and I've been pulled over several times. And some of them times it, it, I've been in the car with you, so I understand. Right. Now, but if they ask me to do something, then I do it. There was a time that I was sitting there one morning. I went to the gas station. Before I had to take you to work, I had really, really dark tint on my car, 5%. So they couldn't see in the car at all. When they pulled me over, and actually they didn't even pull me over because I was already in a parking space. But when they rolled up to the car, they came with the guns drawn. In that moment, I could have lost my life. Am I not correct in that one? You could have. Yes, you could. Okay. So when they came to that car with the guns drawn, right, I rolled down the window. They said, crack your window, right? They said, stick your hands out. Now, the fact of the matter is that, that I didn't have to stick my hands out because, first of all, they didn't even tell me why they pulled me over or why they were well, coming Well, sure behind. you did. If somebody come, if the police come to your car with guns drawn, Mm -hmm. That's a different story. Did they have some mm -hmm. guns drawn on her? No, they did not. 
Hold on, though. Did Hold he pull on. out his stick? Yes, he did. And Hold that, on, I think, was the intimidating factor that made her get out the car. Well, the point of the matter is, was there? they did not have a reason to ask me to pull, put my hands out the car. They didn't have a reason to even stop me at that point. I was in a parking space. Okay, I get it. So, I so, get so that, my point but you is, just point said is, that your tent was dark. Is, my point is, yes, my tent was dark. Right, and I know that tent, and that tent was dark. So they, they can't see you. They couldn't they see what you had or didn't have. They didn't pull me for that, though. And to this day, they still never told me why they pulled me that day. Well, I hope they ain't trying to tell you today. Well, I mean, I think. <laughs> do you I really? Do you know. really want to know why they pulled you though? I mean, I mean, now that I'm talking about this conversation, I really would like to know because I don't know because they didn't tell me, and they I didn't get a ticket. I didn't even get a ticket for ten, if I'm not mistaken. Their intention wasn't to pull you. I mean, to give you a ticket. It's because you're sitting in a car, a dark car, and they probably saw that it may have been a black person inside the car. Well, if they couldn't see in the car, how do they know it was a black person? That's first of all. Because Second they, of all, they know the trend. Okay, were you now, now were you just at some random parking lot, or were you at a parking lot at a store or something? I was sitting in front of the gas station. Okay, sitting in front of the gas station. Did you go in the gas station? I just pulled up. They could have thought that she might have been going to rob the gas station. Yeah, you know what, Trey? That's probably right. And that may be right. That may but be right. But you know what? But the, the truth of the matter is, that they, that they why we think about it is right now, if it already happened, and he's still alive. Well, I mean, I don't know. But the, the thing about it is, I to the request, even though the request was unreasonable at that it, oh, moment. You, you got, you're exactly right. Maybe it was an unreasonable request. But that can take us to the time where we were pulled over. Yeah, you know, we it sounds like we've been pulled over a whole lot of times. And we but have. I know we were racially profiled Boy. because we were both young. Both African American, both had locks in our hair, and we got pulled over by cops. Who's and this was on a Sunday. We were going to church. Right. We were on our way back to church. Right. So it's not like we were just you know out just partying and nothing like that. We were <laughs> going to praise the Lord. And matter of fact, we had a child in the back seat. Right. But. but yeah, we complied, but the thing about it is, wait, ho, ho, ho. Did argue with it? No, we didn't. We didn't have to. We had people outside the car who was arguing with them. But, the, but, 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 but so they didn't leave point, room though. for us to have to do anything. But, but, but and I trust mean, me, they had their guns drawn because they thought we were bank robbers. Yeah, they thought we were bank robbers. Imagine right, that. robbing a bank on a Sunday. And on the car Sunday. that we were driving did not fit this made-up description that they had. You're so exactly I right. get it. Were we I heated? get what you're were saying. Were we mad? Yeah, I was mad. No, were we mad? Both of us were mad. Yeah. Right? But how did I respond? Rich, I get your point. So, so However, however. My point is, if you get pulled, if you get pulled, I don't care how irritating the situation is. At that moment, right, you could be the most pissed off person because you're going to be late and you might get fired from your job. But at that moment, this authority pulls you over. You comply with whatever they say. It sounds good. And then you go about your way. No, I've been pulled over way too many times to say that that sounds good. Okay, and, but you I know do. what? That's Why? fine. You're one I person not. and everybody's and not I you. will not. Okay. I do not and I will not. Get beat on by the police because imagine that was after Rodney King. So we knew about Rodney King. We knew about police profiling people, and that was years ago. Okay. 
But, but you know what? The good thing about it, the good thing about this is that you have your opinion, I have mine, our viewers and our listeners, they have their own opinion also, and our time is up. Matter of fact, we've exceeded it by one minute, and I appreciate this dialogue. There is nothing like good talking. So thank you so much for tuning in to another one, and we hope to see you next week, guys. (laughs) We out.